You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Adam Ronis, solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday, getting you set for week seven of the NFL season, which begins tonight with the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. Kansas City favored by three over under of 49 in that game. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aaron88, and you can check out all my work at fulltimefantasy.com. We have the Fantasy Football Week 7 preview for the Thursday night game between the Chiefs and Broncos. The Week 7 IDP players to surprise. The Week 7 projections are up as well as the Fantasy Football Week 7 Stock Watch. If you have any specific questions, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums, especially if you have any players being involved in tonight's game. And we also have you covered for DFS with write-ups and the optimizer, as well as a bunch of tools, red zone targets, weekly snap counts, a who to start. You know, sometimes people like using that tool where you compare two players. So we got that for you as well. You can also find my work at si.com slash fantasy. Today, my week seven sneaky start article went up and maybe we'll get to some of those players this week. And this is a really difficult week, man, because we have some really good players on by. And uh, there could be people with, you know, three to five players that they usually have in their starting lineup that are gone. So uh, you're going to have to dig a little bit deeper this week uh, with some with the Bucks, Browns, Panthers, and Steelers off this week. So some of the top performers in fantasy are out. I mean, no Christian McCaffrey, no Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham, DJ Moore, James Conner, a lot of top players off the board this week. So uh, I have the sneaky start article up at SI as well as the stock watch. And of course, uh, the waiver wire article from earlier in the week. Uh, obviously, waivers pretty much ran in every league, but there might be some players still out there on free agency, or maybe you have some injuries that are popping up and you need to seek uh, some replacements. So uh, you can check all of that out at si.com slash fantasy. Bob Long, uh, Mr. Fantasy Football Consistency, also a part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. He will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern to look at some of the consistency or lack thereof of some of the players so far here in the fantasy football season. Let's take a look at some of the news right now. And a lot of people have been waiting for the return of A.J. Green, and we still don't know when it's going to happen. And we touched upon this a little bit in the first hour, but what you're trying to do each year is you're trying to learn lessons. Even if you've been playing this game for 20 years or a long time, we're still trying to learn every single year. And sometimes we have biases, and you have to figure out what those biases are and try to overcome it. And I think a lot of people were just way too optimistic on A.J. Green before the year. You know, he had this ankle issue and surgery in early August. So you figured, all right, he'll be back early October. Well, we are sitting here on October 17th, and we don't know when A.J. Green is going to return. And this is an example, I think, for every fantasy sport. People just are way too optimistic on injuries. They believe the timetable that is given to them. If it's four to six weeks, oh, yeah, okay, this guy will be back. Uh, in five, or he'll be back at six. And often that turns into eight weeks or nine. There could be setbacks. Things don't go right. Uh, those are just 
estimated timetables and you think you got yourself a value in the draft, and oftentimes you did it. I cannot believe how many drafts I saw A.J. Green still going in the fifth round. And I said it at the time. You know, I'll, 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 I will fully admit when I'm wrong. I have no problem with it. But I was telling people, and we had conversations. You can go back. All these shows are on demand. And I'm sure you'll find stuff in there where I was wrong. But A.J. Green, I wanted no part of him in the fifth round. That was just way too optimistic. What were you thinking? He was going to miss four or five weeks. You'd get him back? And again, it's all context dependent. I mentioned I took A.J. Green in one league. We had IR spots. That's the only reason why I did it. It was round nine. I didn't think at that point in round nine that I was giving up much. I'm sure if I go back and look at that draft chart, there's probably a couple guys that went after that I would obviously rather have right now. But at the time, I thought it was the right decision because I'm not wasting a roster spot. I'm putting the guy on IR, picking someone else up. So it hasn't really hurt me yet. I'm in the mix. Uh, If the season ended today, I'm in the playoffs. But obviously, I need this guy to return soon. But if you were taking him in a high-stakes league or a draft where you didn't have IR spots and the fourth, fifth round, I mean, it's hurting you right now. We're in week seven, and he's probably not going to play. I mean, he admitted that he has a little ways to go in his rehab from off-season ankle surgery now. Is it because the team he's on? Is it because he doesn't have a contract and he doesn't want to push it? I, I can't blame him if that's the case. Uh, but he hasn't been practicing. So the one thing is, you could say, depending on when you drafted, well, they didn't put him on injured reserve, and that's true. So you figured there's a good chance he'd be back before week eight, but now it looks like they made a mistake, clearly, because he's likely out this week, and we don't even know if he's going to play next week. And I know the trade deadline is coming up. It's a week from Tuesday, so maybe he does get traded. I'm sure there's plenty of teams that could use him. But the lesson is just don't be so optimistic when it comes to injured players. I mean, if we go back and look at the players year after year across all sports, more often than not, if you fade that injury-prone player or the player that has an injury, you're probably going to do better in the end. And I'm sure there's examples where you got a nice bargain and the guy came back, but I just could not believe A.J. Green was still going in the fifth, sixth round of drafts. And so far, it's turned out to be a bad decision. Now, he could easily come back. And make up for it. You know, I could be sitting here in two, three weeks saying, oh, yeah, you want A.J. Green on your roster. But how many of those teams are going to be alive when it matters? Uh, Now, if you went out there and you were able to draft D.J. Chark late or pick him up off the waiver wire or get Terry McLaurin, and you've been fortunate that you don't have any other injuries, it's worked out. I'm sure there's some people listening right now go, well, I got A.J. Green and I'm fine. Okay. But the the lesson here is it's not always going to work out like that. You could have A.J. Green. Uh, and a couple of other guys who got hurt, Devontae Adams, maybe add Tyree Kill. See, that's the thing is that, yeah, you draft Green knowing, okay, I'm not going to have him, but you don't realize there's going to be other injuries and other holes in your roster that pop up, and it's going to make it a little difficult to navigate. So just keep that in mind uh, because you just want to learn lessons every single year. No one has this figured out 100% or even 90 So just keep learning lessons and that's what you have to do each year to become better as a fantasy player. And uh, that's one of the lessons for the A.J. Green is be very, very careful with that injury optimism because it really could hurt you and put a real big dent in your team. Lots of other injuries to talk about, especially with Green Bay, man. We already know the receiving core is really decimated. And one of the biggest pickups from last night in the high stakes league is a Green Bay receiver. We'll talk about that depth chart when we return. It is full time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon as week seven of the NFL season kicks off tonight. Kansas City and Denver should be a good game, divisional game. And Denver underdogs by three at home to Kansas City. I'm sure a lot of people surprised by that. Uh, Kansas City obviously struggling a little bit lately and looking to get back on the winning track while Denver has played better football and they've lost some close games this year. They haven't really been blown out 
Uh, they have won two games in a row. Uh, Green Bay has really gotten off to a good start this year, five and one, but they are really banged up right now, especially at wide receivers. So Jimmy Graham was out today uh, dealing with an ankle issue. So he's a veteran. So sometimes we see these guys sit, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Look, Jimmy Graham, you would think would be bolstered with all the issues at wide receiver, and it just hasn't happened. But the tight end landscape is pretty bad at this point. Uh, so yeah, it's he's it, once you get past like the top seven or eight, I mean, it's like pretty much all similar. And you're basically you want a touchdown. If the guy doesn't get you a touchdown, it's a disappointment. He had an opportunity to catch a touchdown last week and couldn't come up with it. But obviously, with the way the receiving core is now, uh, he's certainly in play, and he's like a tight end one, even though you don't feel good about it. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling did not practice again today. Now, he did get hurt in the game on Monday night. Uh, they were listing him with a knee and an ankle issue. Now, he did come back. You know, He came back in that game. He caught a long pass, uh, and it's looking like Devontae Adams is going to be out again with this turf toe. So uh, they really could use Valdez-Scantling, although he has not taken advantage of his opportunity either. I mean, it's been a major disappointment right now for Valdez-Scantling. With Adams out, he certainly had a big opportunity to step up and do something, and he can't take advantage of it. Just two targets last week. Now, if you want to say the week before against Dallas, they ran the ball extremely well, and Aaron Jones had four touchdowns, and they didn't pass that much. Okay, but there was no excuse last week. They were constantly playing from behind against Detroit. They were down 13 nothing in the first quarter. So it's just no one has really kind of stepped up in that receiving core. Geronimo Allison dealing with this concussion. Uh, he did not practice again. I don't think he plays. He's probably going to be out. Uh, Valdez Scantling, it sounds like, could play. And Alan Lazard is looking like the guy that... You could play this week. Now, a lot of people are going to be skeptical because we haven't seen anything from him this year outside of last week. But having the confidence of Aaron Rodgers is very important. And Rodgers is the one who requested to get Lazard in the game. He's got some size. He's 6'5". He had five targets last week, caught four, and scored the touchdown. So uh, the way this week, week is looking, I think he's in play. I picked him up in two leagues. And probably going to play him, I... One of them, I have to make a decision potentially tonight with actually in both. One, I have McCall Hardman. One, I have Demarcus Robinson. Both of them, I have Hollywood Brown. And we'll get to him in a second. So that's the dicey part of these Thursday night games is you kind of have to make an early decision. And with some players, we're not going to know for two to three more days whether they play or not. So that's where Thursday night football hurts fantasy a little bit. It's always great to get that one isolated game that you can watch especially if it's entertaining. And we've had some good Thursday night football the last couple of weeks, so it's good. But for fantasy, it can create a headache because you have to make a decision. And sometimes uh, it's tough. You're either going to sit here tonight, later at night, saying, oh, I'm glad I put in McCall Hardman or Demarcus Robinson. Or you're gonna be like, oh, why'd I do that? They did the same thing they've done the last couple of weeks with the low floor. So uh, trust me, I'll be making those decisions right up until game time tonight, trying to figure things out and, you know, the reports today probably won't help much because it's Thursday and usually Friday is the key day. So uh, we're all in that position if you have to deal with some of these uh, question marks here. Uh, again, Devontae Adams was out today as well. So right now the Packers have four healthy receivers. Alan Lazard, Jay Kumaro, Darius Shepard, who had a nightmare game last week, and Ryan Grant, who they just signed. So uh, I think... 
I think Lazard is someone that uh, I'm going to look to play this week if I pick them up, depending on uh, what I have, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, I know people are like, oh, it's one game, and he's not going to do that again. Look at this receiving core. <laughs> There's going to be opportunity. So I think he's a very interesting play this week. And uh, like I said, I picked him up in two leagues. I didn't spend a crazy amount for him. I did see you know him go for over 100 bucks in a couple of the high-stakes leagues. There wasn't really – this was not a great waiver wire week. At all, at all, especially in a week where you need to buy, it wasn't much out there unless some players that were. I did see Philip Dorsett one league, but I was good at receiver in that league. So there's always a couple. There was a Jamal Williams available in one league, and I'm so mad. Last Friday, I put in a bid for Jamal Williams and thought I could get him at a lower price, and uh, I got beat out by like 20 bucks. And I just, it sucks. Should have just went higher because uh, obviously he's in play right now with the way. They're utilizing him in that backfield. Mentioned Hollywood Brown. He did not practice again today with this ankle issue. So I'm not feeling good about that right now because, you know, it's, it's, I mean, tomorrow obviously will be the telltale sign, but it's a pretty good matchup this week. And that's what's crazy. And Brown had this ankle issue two weeks ago and he came back to the game and he looked fine. But, you know, I've always said it sometimes it, it swells up the next day or two and it can get worse. You know, you sometimes can get by with it, adrenaline. Maybe you take a shot or something and you're able to get through the game. And then all of a sudden now the next few days it gets worse. So that's a pretty big injury, especially with all the bye weeks this week uh, for sure. Uh, Chris Thompson not practicing. He's got turf toe. I don't think he plays. So make sure that you get a replacement. So Adrian Peterson, they'll try and feed him the football. I know he was solid last week, but not this week, not against the 49ers and the way they have played. And you got to think the 49ers uh, control this game. Uh, crazy things do happen in the NFL, but it, it seems like the 49ers should be fine in this game. So Wendell Smallwood could be activated to be behind Adrian Peterson this week. And again, it is a terrible spot for this Redskins offense. We do have some good news here on David Johnson. Uh, he was back at practice. Remember, he was out yesterday with an ankle issue, and that's a new injury. Last week, it was the back, but uh, he is uh, back out there at practice today, so you can get him in your lineup. It's not crazy for Chase Edmonds to be considered as a flex this week. You know, he has scored a touchdown in two straight games, and especially with uh, Christian Kirk possibly not back, uh, that they could use Edmonds a little bit more in the passing game as we've seen the last couple weeks. So again, not the not a night the best start, but I might start him in a 14 team league. Uh, I might have to start him in a 12 team league with bye week issues. Uh, the one thing with that is you could get anywhere from seven to ten touches, and it's an offense that plays at a very high pace and runs a lot of plays. So it gives Edmonds more opportunity compared to another running back. So, again, not the ideal start. We're talking for, for deep leagues and, um, you know, those with bye week issues. Uh, Mark Walton is not at practice today. And some of you are like, who cares? It's the Dolphins. Well, uh, there are some people that might start him. He's been getting more involved in the offense, but he's got this thumb issue, which is why he wasn't using that two-point conversion. So Walton was picked up in a lot of leagues over the last couple of weeks because we've heard rumors that Kenyon Drake could be on the trade market and the Dolphins clearly are not trying to win. So it's possible that you see Walton get a good amount of work over the second half of the season. Uh, clearly, Kalen Balazs. Not someone that is good at football, as we have seen. So, yeah, look, it's the Dolphins. Do you feel good about starting them? No. I mean, you're really only 
are taking a shot at the wide receivers, especially since they're playing from behind and passing so much. But we do have bye weeks. We do have injuries. And, you know, you pl- if you are plugging him in, you're kind of praying for 10 points, hoping that he can catch some passes. But he was not at practice today, so keep that in mind. Tyrell Williams, he's not practicing. This is a concern. He's got plantar fasciitis. Remember, he did not play before the bye week in London, and he's not back at practice. This is a concern, and let's not forget, during that bye week, the Raiders traded for Zay Jones. I do think in the – and I did see him pick up in some of the high-stakes leagues. Zay Jones could be interesting because there could be an opportunity here. And also a really deep sleeper at tight end, Foster Moreau. Uh, he scored a touchdown in the last game, and they've been using him more, and they might go with more two tight end sets. Obviously, they signed Darren Waller to a long-term contract, and deservedly so with the way he's played. But that could be a situation where the Raiders do utilize the tight end more, especially if Tyrell Williams is out. So definitely, they're very thin at receiver. Hunter Renfro, Keelan Doss. So Zay Jones might be forced into a big role already. It might take him some time to learn the offense, but certainly worth having in deep formats. We'll talk more injuries and look at some sneaky starts for the week. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can find me at fulltimefantasy.com. Any questions you have, waiver wire pickups, starting lineups, trades, head on over there, ask them. They will be answered on the message boards and the forums. And you can also find my work, si.com slash fantasy. With the NBA season just around the corner, you can become Daily Roto's eighth Daily Fantasy Millionaire. Dunk on your NBA DFS competition and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to get your 10% off now. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. And I am definitely looking forward to the NBA season. NBA DFS is my favorite DFS sport. Do like baseball, do like football, but NBA to me is the most fun. It can be stressful for a lot of people because you do need to invest time in it. And you do need to be by your computer or your phone where you can access your lineup and all the breaking news right before tip-off. So I recommend if you're going to play NBA DFS and you plan to set your lineup at 12-1 in the afternoon and don't look at it again, you're going to lose your money. So you have to have the time, which means you don't have to play every day. If you know between 5 and 7 p.m. Eastern, you're out for dinner, you're picking up kids, you're in traffic from work, don't play that day uh, because you're you're going to be at a disadvantage. Uh, there's so much news that breaks at the last minute. And when that starting point guard is out, and the backup is in there for $3,500 or near min price, you're going to get him in there in cash games for sure. Tournaments could be different. You know, sometimes you, you fade it, but it all depends on the situation, who the player is, who their opponent is. We've seen a lot of that cheap chalk not hit, but you need to be around because it opens up value in other spots. So if you are going to play NBA DFS, take that into account. And there's games every night, so you don't need to play every day. But you need to be around with news. And at least the NBA made at least a little bit of a step in the right direction as teams need to now put out their lineups a half hour before tip-off. So that'll help for the early games, but uh, it's still not going to help for those 10-30 games. So keep that in mind depending on the site that you are playing on. But I'm telling you, NBA is a lot of fun. You're watching games and based on steals and baskets. And uh, there's a lot of offense to be played and. Usually, the star players that you're paying up for, uh, they are going to produce. Uh, they're going to get major minutes outside of foul trouble or injury. They usually come through. So uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun if you haven't done it before. Uh, we'll have Bob Lung coming up in the next segment, but uh, some news here on Amari Cooper. Michael Gelkin, who covers the Cowboys, said that uh, Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper, uh, and again, he covers him for the Dallas Morning News. He said Cooper dealt with a quad bruise as a rookie. He was able to play the next week. So last week, after being unable to walk Monday, he was encouraged Wednesday with improvement. Uh, That plateaued, and Cooper believes a different muscle this time. 
So he plans to practice Friday and test it. So it doesn't sound like he's going to play. It's a huge game for Dallas because it's a divisional game. Yes, both teams are 3-3, three and three, and whoever loses is not out of it. But, you know, tiebreakers are important. And these two teams potentially could be tied with the same record. And, and having a loss in a division uh, is big. So when a player says they're uncertain, that usually tells me they're not going to play. I've said it many times. Players tend to be very optimistic, and they think they're going to go out there. So, you know, it's great that they're honest. You want to hear that. So I don't think Cooper plays. I really hope I'm wrong because I have him in a couple leagues where I can really use him. But right now, I have him on my bench. Uh, The big problem here is that game is Sunday night. So it's really difficult to wait around unless you have a Cowboys receiver on your roster. Maybe you have someone on the Eagles or maybe you have someone in the Monday night game, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Patriots and Jets. I mean, obviously, Robbie Anderson's in a tough spot this week, likely seeing Gilmore. So uh, it really depends on what you have on your roster. But it's going to be tough to rely on Cooper this week. And hopefully we get you know, uh, the, the substantial news on him tomorrow. It's a possibility they rule him out tomorrow. If he goes out there and doesn't feel good, my guess is they rule him out. Cowboys are on bye in week eight. So uh, it would give them the extra week to rest. But it is definitely a, an important game, you know, especially with the Cowboys having lost three in a row. You don't want to go into the bye losing four in a row, especially to your division rival. And then the Eagles would take over first place if that would happen. So uh, tricky spot here, but they still have a, a ways to go. And you don't want to risk uh, this getting worse. And then he's out for a longer period of time. Randall Cobb, who I got in a question today, and I said, look, uh, he might not play, so you can't rely on him right now. He's got this back issue, and he didn't practice today. He hasn't practiced all week, so uh, it's a question mark as to whether he'll play. And again, it's Sunday night, so another team that is just thin at wide receiver right now, I would think Devin Smith would be active. Uh, they've obviously used Tavon Austin because he also is on special teams. Smith has been inactive the last two weeks, but we saw early in the year the speed that he has, and against this Eagle secondary, which has been susceptible to the pass this year, I would think Smith gets in there. Uh, but they're very thin at wide receiver right now. Obviously, Michael Gallup's going to be you know, a very popular play this week uh, if you include the night slate or if you're playing the showdown. Uh, Gallup will be very popular, and he'll be probably top 15 in season-long league, so you're going to want to get him in the lineup, especially with all the injuries they have. The good news, though, for Dallas is Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins did return to practice today. So getting those tackles back is huge, especially for the run game, even though they have a tough matchup against Philly, which has been very staunch against the run. But it certainly will at least buy Dak some time to find some of those receivers downfield. Josh Gordon didn't practice today. That game is Monday night. I'd be worried about him playing. So uh, it sounds like Philip Dorsett could be back. He's been back as practice. So Jacoby Myers also in play. Uh, good matchup here against that Jets secondary. Uh, so Edelman obviously is a starter. And I think you could look at Dorsett and Myers if Josh Gordon is out. And it seems like we're trending in that direction. Uh, it definitely looks that way. John Brown was back at practice today. He was dealing with a little bit of a groin issue yesterday. So good to see him back because great, great spot here for all of the Bills this week. Uh, now, the Bills are typically not a team that lights it up. They are 16.5-point favorites, but with all the bye week issues and the matchup against Miami, you're going to be looking to several Bills this week. We can't say that most weeks, but I think this week, yeah, a lot of them are in play. 
Uh, keep an eye on Didi Westbrook. He didn't practice today with a shoulder issue, and he wasn't on the injury report yesterday. So anytime you see something in the middle of the week, that's certainly a, a little bit concerning as uh, they're going against the Bengals this week. So this should be a bounce-back week for Gardner Minshew after having his worst start of the season last week. And the Bengals secondary, Dre, Kirkpatrick, and William Jackson are going to be out. So uh, that's a upgrade there for Jacksonville. So that's why you would like to see Didi Westbrook play this week. Uh, Sean McVay said he thinks Todd Gurley's on a good pace to hopefully play on Sunday. So he was limited in practice. Uh, it sounds like he could play. Malcolm Brown also dealing with an ankle issue. So either way, maybe Daryl Henderson could play this week. And he's actually not that bad of a sneaky start. I think it depends on, obviously, the status of both the running backs in front of him. But a Gurley-Henderson combo... Uh, not that bad. It would bow well. Remember, they're going against Atlanta. I mean, this is a game that should see a ton of points. And I know we're looking at the Rams offense right now, wondering what's going on. Clearly, the offensive line is a major problem, but they should not have any issues this week against Atlanta, who is just getting carved up by everyone. So Henderson is someone that I'm probably starting in the league if I'm desperate. Now, if Brown and Gurley are active, it's a little dicey because we don't know exactly how they're going to use him, but he showed some good explosiveness on a couple of runs. Six carries for 39 yards and a nine-yard catch, and I think they could use a little bit of that speed and that explosiveness in this offense out of that backfield. We're not getting it from Todd Gurley right now. Malcolm Brown is not that explosive player, so you, it would make sense to get Henderson in there this week. So a lot's going to depend on the status, though, of Gurley and Henderson, but I do think uh, it's possible that we could... Uh, see him uh, be in a decent spot this week. And uh, I might be playing him in a league or two, uh, depending on some of the news that, that comes out. Uh, Case Keenum was back at Redskins practice today. So he's got a shoulder injury and a foot injury. So it looked like for a second, they were talking about Dwayne Haskins yesterday. Bill Callahan was uh, saying that he was showing improvement and he had all the first team reps on Wednesday. But either way, neither quarterback's a good play going up against that 49ers defense, which has been really, really stout. A uh, couple plays that I think are interesting this week. Uh, if you're having some issues, we talked about Royce Freeman. I think he's in play tonight for sure. Uh, the Chiefs are just getting carved up by the run. They've allowed 136.3 rushing yards per game to running backs. And we know what the Broncos want to do. They want to feed Lindsey and Freeman. And even though they've been splitting, you know, Freeman has just seen more involvement in the passing game compared to last season. That was one of the things when you looked at early in the year, you go, all right, it's going to be a split, but isn't Lindsey going to get most of the work in the passing game? But Freeman has at least 15 touches in four of six games, and he's reached double-digit touches in each game. And I think that continues tonight. And the, the one thing that you like, especially if you're in a PPR format, Freeman has at least five receptions in four games. So... The one He has not scored a touchdown this year. I think he finds the end zone tonight. So look for Freeman to uh, find the end zone tonight. you got to keep an eye on Alvin Kamara. I mean, there's a good chance that he doesn't play this week due to a high ankle injury. You know, They did add Zach Zenner, so that usually is a sign that they're concerned. And a lot of people are going to say, well, Latavius Murray's going against the Bears. That's a bad matchup. Well, it is. You know, They've done a good job shutting down running backs this year, but right before the bye, they had Josh Jacobs run for 123 yards and two touchdowns on 26 carries. So they're going to feed Murray. It's a good offensive line. Akeem Hicks is out. That kind of changes a little bit. So I have no problem going with Latavius Murray this week if Kamara's out. It's, again, not the ideal matchup, but he'll get volume. 
You know, he'll get 15 to 20 touches. He'll be involved in the passing game. He caught three passes for 35 yards last week, and he had a 42-yard touchdown called back due to a penalty on a pass. So I will be using Murray, especially in the deeper formats this week, uh, if uh, Kamara is out. And it sounds like there's a good chance that's going to happen. I know he said he planned to play, but... It's one thing to say that, uh, but a high ankle issue is certainly something you don't want to play around with. And clearly with Drew Brees potentially coming back in week eight, uh, Saints are in a good position where they can rest Kamara and make sure that he is healthy. When we return, I'll be joined by Bob Long. He's part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. He'll be up with me next here. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon getting set for week seven of the NFL season, which, which kicks off tonight. Denver hosting Kansas City. Joining me now to talk some fantasy football it is Bob Long uh, from the Fantasy Football Consistency Guide, also part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Bob, how are you today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on, as always. It's always great to talk some fantasy football with uh, you and uh, the guys here full-time. Yes, and I was looking at a lot of your uh, consistency charts here, and I think uh, hopefully people are starting to wake up to this, but when you have a name and you've produced for a while, uh, people get sucked in by that. But Aaron Rodgers, even though he was drafted in many leagues, <laughs> the top five quarterback, right. I mean, really hasn't gotten it done. And I'm not surprised when I look and see his 33% consistency rating. Do you still get a lot of questions on Rodgers? And are still people living on his reputation, especially when you look at the decimation of his receiving core right now? Well, yeah. And, and, and you know, now I'm getting the... Bob, I don't know what to do. Somebody's offered me Gardner Minshew for Aaron Rodgers. And you sit there and go, you know, no, you can't. But on the other hand, yeah, your numbers speak for themselves. Uh, you know, consistency-wise, Minshew's been much better. Um, let's be honest, just about every quarterback's been much better. All right, it looks like uh, we might have lost Bob there for a second, so we'll look to get him back. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has not gotten it done this year in fantasy, and uh, I didn't take him anywhere, uh, but people are continually trying to treat him as a QB1, and I think you have to get off this. I think a lot of people have done a good job with Baker Mayfield. You know, you drafted him as a top-five quarterback, but you have to understand the production's not there. I don't know if people are really doing that with Aaron Rodgers yet because the production has not been there. I mean, he's got multiple touchdowns in three games, but he has a game with no touchdowns, two with one, and we're not even seeing the big yardage. He has one game this year of more than 300 passing yards. He has two of more than 250, and part of it is the ground game has been so effective. They run the ball well, and their defense is much improved. So you really have to take that into account. Uh, and he's got the Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers, and Panthers coming up. So I think what you have to hope is the Chief game becomes a shootout. Uh, the Panthers game could be competitive, but you know they're at home against the Raiders. We'll see. The Raiders have been a surprising team this year. They are 3-2. and two. A lot of people buried them, thought they were in big trouble with Antonio Brown leaving and everything that's happened. But they went in right before the bye week into Chicago, uh, well, actually in London, and beat Chicago. But Aaron Rodgers is just living off reputation and stats from the past because he has not been consistent at all. And Right, no question. Yeah. Right? I mean, and I, you know, I, I think people were quick to, quicker to move on with Baker Mayfield than Aaron Rodgers. Right. Well, and that's the thing, you know, and, and – the, the funny thing, or, you know, and one of the things I looked at when I did the guide and I kind of mentioned to folks was, you know, look at the second half of Aaron Rodgers last year when, you know, the running game was working. The defense certainly got better. Um, they didn't need him to win football games. And it, the same thing happened to Drew Brees in New Orleans over the last couple of years. You know, the defense got better. The run game was, was better. And they didn't have to throw 50 times a game to win football games. Same thing's happening to Aaron Rodgers as well. Um, Baker Mayfield is a whole different situation. That's a that's a bad offensive line, bad coaching, bad decisions on Baker, a little bit on his fault as well. But, yeah, no, there's no question that, uh, you know, if you have Aaron Rodgers, you, I hope you have a, at least a substitute until you get into maybe 
a game where they play like the Falcons or somebody that, you know, can put up some points or the Texans or somebody like that. But when you're playing bad offenses like the Bears and the Lions and you don't have to win games, you know, with, with 50, 50 pass attempts. So definitely, definitely killing him, especially his consistency. Uh, speaking of killing fantasy owners, David Montgomery fits that bill. Twenty uh, percent consistency, and it's been getting better as far as snap percentage and touches. But man, the production is not there. Do you look at this and say, "All right, he's going to continue to get the volume, and eventually he's going to find the end zone, and it gets better"? Or are there concerns that maybe Montgomery's just not that good? The offense is an issue. How do you look at Montgomery the rest of the way? Well, I, I think. Only part of it is Montgomery's fault. I mean, last year we had the same issues with Jordan Howard. And if you look at the fantasy numbers, I think I saw somebody did this on Twitter, so I'm just going to share that. Sorry, I don't remember who it was. But uh, they mentioned the fact that fantasy points, I think there's only like a three-point difference between him and Jordan Howard at this point last year. Um, You know, it's just the way that offense is being ran, and that's the way uh, Matt Nagy is running that team. Um, They were winning, again, last year on – you know, uh, good defense, uh, you know, and good running game. Well, they're not winning this year because the pass, you know, the pass offense is horrendous. And so they, they're not using Montgomery well. And I think it's, I think it's bad coaching. I mean, I'm sorry if you're a mad naggy truther, but I'm just not a fan of him as a play caller and, and he's mixing it up to win football games. And that doesn't help fantasy owners. And the same thing's happening in Kansas City right now as well. I see four running backs that you have at 100%. And I think uh, people would be able to guess three of them pretty well. Right. I think there's one that people would be stunned at, and that is James White, who's 100%. I mean, how stunning is that? I I found that a little shocking. Well, again, you know, the the idea is that, you know, there's a a factor that based on a PPR, you want to, you know, what is going to get you into the top 24 running backs on a weekly basis? Doesn't mean they're exactly 24. That just means that, Based on the calculation, the algorithm that I use, it, it should get them in there. And James White, you know, puts up that, you know, you only have to get over about 11 fantasy points a week in a PPR or in a clutch game. Well, he's been about 12 to 14 points a week. He's getting there. He's getting the job done. He's a perfect RB2 slash flex. And if you got him there, he's doing great. He's not going to probably ever going to get you 25 points or more in a week, but he's going to get you the 12, 15 a week. And that's what you want out of that position. And that's what you want consistency-wise, out of your RB2 uh, slash flex probably for most people for a James White. Talking to Bob Long, you can find him uh, as part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. And I think if people drafted this guy in the first round, they expected him to be 100% at this point in the year. That's DeAndre Hopkins. He's not. Mm, He's at 67%. He had two touchdowns in week one. He hasn't scored since. Do you feel like that's just – some bad luck will turn around based on what we've seen the last few years. Like, do you think he's a guy that you should be trying to at least send offers for, or are there some signs here that concern you? Well, there's some signs there a little bit. I think a little bit of it is the fact that they have a pretty solid running game in Carlos Hyde. Now, you know, let's be honest, uh, you know, our, uh, Mr. Miller here in the past, he did okay. And he was actually not a bad fantasy guy. You know, usually was on a low end RB two. Uh, but, you know, Hyde has done much better than that. He certainly has provided some value. Uh, that's what's, you know, helped them winning some football games. Uh, you know, and then the fact that I think most teams have gotten smart and they've been able to shut down Hopkins. Again, throw in a bad offensive line for Houston, which has made certainly, you know, uh, Mr. Watson run around there quite a bit. 
to uh, get the job done. Um, and, you know, teams are trying to shut down Hopkins as much as they can, and that's working a little bit. Your other option is Will Fuller, but he only breaks out once every six weeks. And so it just made it difficult for Hopkins to, to get open as much and, and get those as many targets as he used to get. There's a few names near the top of the list that I don't think are that surprising, but one might be for people. That's Cortland Sutton of Denver, 83%, five out of six. Uh, right. are you, does that surprise you, or do you think he's a guy that maybe people don't realize how good he is, and, and maybe you can get him for a cheaper price than he should go for? Yeah, you want to get him now before he keeps doing this because he's getting very consistent. I think a lot of it has been the fact that Emmanuel Sanders has been injury-prone over the last few weeks. You know, Emmanuel Sanders started out a perfect two-for-two, two, two clutch games in his first two games, and then injuries started to wear on him, so they seemed to rely more on Sutton. Now, Sutton's been okay in those other games, and he certainly earned one out of two clutch games in those first two. But since Sanders has been injured, Sutton's been the guy and is becoming the number one target for sure for Joe Flacco and company. Sanders is supposed to be healthy this week and come back. This would be a good time for Sanders to kick it in again. But playing against Kansas City, they're going to have to use both of those receivers, if not everybody and their mom, to try to keep up with that hot offense. So we'll see if uh, I think Sanders and Sutton certainly have a good opportunity to earn both their in clutch games this week. But yeah, if you can get a hold of Sutton now before people realize how consistent and how valuable he's been to fantasy teams, do it before it's too late. After the first few weeks of the season, those with Keenan Allen are probably counting their money, thinking, all right, this guy's going to lead me to a championship. <laughs> the last few weeks, it's been a struggle. Uh, we've seen Hunter Henry return, Mike Williams getting a lot of targets, and the offensive line being an issue. Keenan Allen right now is at 50%. Is that just a, a short slump here where the Chargers have some issues, or is there some real concern with Keenan Allen the rest of the way? Well, let's be honest. This all started falling apart when Melvin Gordon started playing. I mean, that offense was clicking with Eckler as the main back, and Keenan Allen was getting tons of targets. Like you said, Hunter Henry coming back certainly uh, helped. certainly has cut into him a little bit as well. But this, this offense just hasn't been the same as it was when Eckler was the main back and Gordon was there. Not saying that Melvin Gordon is a good player, but they're trying to, you know, fit him in. And, you know, sometimes you shouldn't fix what's not broken. And that offense wasn't broken the first three games, uh, especially fantasy-wise for guys who owned Eckler, owned Eckler and Keenan Allen. Now it's not, it's not a pretty sight. I don't know if this is going to turn around. Um, you know, I'm sitting there just waiting for them to hopefully get an offer some, for somebody that's going to trade him. They can trade him away and put that offense back where it was uh, for us fantasy guys who have Eckler and Allen in a lot of leagues, which I do. Tight end is just a disaster. We all know that. Mm-hmm. And, and I expected yeah. this to read like it is. Obviously, a few at 100%. And we know who the guys are who are consistent. Obviously, we lost one of them. And Will Disley looked like he was going to oh, be in there. Yeah. So that's a huge loss. So when you're so, what do you do after like the top eight tight ends? Is it just week to week, and you go, all right? Do they have a good matchup? Do they have an opportunity for a touchdown? How do you kind of look at that? Because these are ugly consistency numbers for the like <laughs> tight ends after the top eight. Right, right. Well, I think you know as much as we all probably sat back and said we're not drafting Kelsey or Ertz or Kittle in the you know top first five rounds. I think it's all showing probably we should have if we didn't. Um, luckily, I drafted Ingram in most of my leagues, but even injuries has hurt that situation. Um, but, you know, on, I, I was basically promoting two guys, Ingram and Jared Cook. And obviously Ingram has worked out well, but my Jared Cook leagues have been killing me. Um, and now he did have a nice – he did earn his first clutch game, kind of get back in the swing this past week. 
maybe that'll continue. Let's hope so. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of been a matchup. You know, find a guy off the waiver wire that might fit in for a few weeks. You know, find the next Will Disley. I don't know if that's Luke Wilson or not, but um, you know, find somebody like that. But you're, it's just a hot mess right now. And and if you're on the uh, outside looking in, it's really difficult. And all you can do is hope that maybe somebody starts breaking out. Uh, you know, maybe somebody. You know, look at teams that you know have maybe multiple tight ends or at least two tight ends with depth. It may be worthy to make a trade to get a, a Waller that might be on a team with Travis Kelsey. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty messy. Uh, definitely, you know, keep checking out the consistency information. We'll keep kind of helping you find those consistent tight ends that might get you that at least ten points a game. That's what you're kind of looking for, especially if you're struggling. But it's just very difficult right now to to find those guys that are going to help you, uh, you know, keep keep moving in the right direction. Delaney Walker's at thirty three percent. He's been playing less snaps. Anything to worry about? Real quick, we have less than a minute. On Delaney Walker, well, you know, I'm hoping that the change in quarterback will make a difference. I mean, he started out hot. I think he started out two for two. It looked like, you know, Mariota was going to go to him more. Um, I'm really hoping that Tannehill will kind of, you know, be that player that understands, you know, the offense and can do a better job of getting balls to Walker. Uh, I think that's a great uh, security blanket for him, and I I think he'll, he'll start using them. All right, Bob, real quick, let people know where they can find you. Find me at Bob underscore Lung on Twitter and, of course, at BigGuysFantasySports.com to get all your fantasy football consistency information. All right, Bob. Always great talking to you. Good luck this weekend. You bet, man. You too. Take care. Again, Bob Lung. You can find him as part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. We will come back, return, wrap it up here on Full-Time Fantasy. Cannon. 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 NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a couple more minutes. If you have any questions, head on over to fulltimefantasy.com. Hop on the message boards and forums and ask away. Obviously, a very tough week this week. All the injuries in the really top players that are on a bye week. So it could be a little bit difficult trying to put out those starting lineups. But hey, this is uh, when you have to really earn that money and uh, come up with the deep plays and uh, we are here to help you could also check me out at si.com slash fantasy my waiver wire article my stock watch article and my sneaky starts article is up uh speaking of sneaky starts i i like devin singletary this week i'll be using him in quite a few leagues he practiced again for the second straight day so he will be back this week and uh you couldn't ask for a better spot now obviously frank Gore probably going to get a lot of carries but uh, I think Singletary should be in the mix. I mean, he's looked really good on limited touches this year. He has not played since week two due to this hamstring injury, and the Bills come out looking good. They're 4-1 and one, coming off the bye week, and now they get to use Singletary more in the offense. I mean, he's got big playability. That's what you like about him. You know, he's one of these running backs that can get, you know, 10 touches and still have a productive fantasy day for you, especially in a week with several teams on by. So in week one, we saw him uh, against the Jets. He had four carries for 70 yards and six receptions for 28 yards. Then against the Giants, he had six carries for 57 yards and a touchdown. So as you see, not a lot of volume there, but productive days. You know, that's uh, double-digit points in PPR four minutes in both weeks. And that's what we're looking for this week. And you consider he's going against Miami, which has been shredded by the run. Uh, they have been giving up a ton of fantasy points to the running back position. So uh, this is a good week to get Singletary in your lineup if you've been waiting. Uh, still, you Again, you will still see a lot of Frank Gore, but I would like to see 10 to 12 touches from Singletary this week. And, you know, this is a really good game to get him back involved in the mix. And the Bills have a very nice schedule going forward. So I think he's a player that has been obviously limited by injury, but we could see really good production from him over the next uh, several weeks and the rest of the season. 
That wraps it up here, but you can check me out at FullTimeFantasy.com. We'll be over there helping you set your lineups. Any questions for tonight's game, get over there and ask them before it starts. And I will return Friday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Baby, baby.